When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Yankees, there's uh, this offseason has been b- bananas for New York and both sides of New York, but the Yankees Okay, hold on. We don't know for sure if DJ LeMahieu has actually finalized a deal. Everybody says he did until you read closely. <laughs> like yeah. all the fans yeah. All the fans are like, yay, we got DJ. And I'm telling you now, we're going to say this, and I'm going to do it because I'm tempting fate, right? I want to make sure that the universe goes, Brig, you were wrong. Uh, it did get, it did go through. And by tomorrow morning when you were listening to this, I hope that's the case. But everywhere but one source can we find finalizing. In the process. Or, or in the process or nearing mm-hmm. completion. There's CBS Sports is the only outlet reporting definitive deal completion. And mm-hmm. I, for one, am a little bit worried about that. Brad doesn't care as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I don't. Uh, yeah. Because I, <laughs> I predicted he would go to the Dodgers, and I still would kind of like to see that, um, just for the sake of my own selfishness. But... Ugh. Uh, no, I mean, we see, we see stuff like this fall apart all the time. Cause everything, like you said, we've, we've yeah. seen, we've seen is saying that they're, they're closing in on a deal. They're finalizing a deal that nothing mm-hmm. is official. And I'm, I mean, we're going off of, off of guys with MLB.com, Jeff Passan, who is an incredibly reliable source. Yeah. Um, incredibly reliable. You know, there's still a chance if you're not a Yankees fan that it could fall apart. <laughs> so. Uh, but there's also a good chance that mm. it could be done by the time this comes out in the morning. So I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Either way, something's something's uh, in the water. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it goes through. It needs to go through. It's a what is it? Six years, ninety million dollars is what's being proposed. Yeah, yeah. Which is a steal, I think. I yeah, think for him, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and who knows? Like, so, it, it could be something like on Little Big League. How um, remember Ricky Henderson wanted a dog, and they weren't willing to get him a dog, so the deal fell yeah, apart, and he resigned. With the that's Yankees. right. That's uh, exactly right. <laughs> or the A's, or whatever. <laughs> but, Forgot about know, that. <laughs> could happen. It could happen. With DJ LeMay. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So George Springer also remains on the market, and right now we think we think it's between the New York Mets and the Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo. But we're not a hundred percent sure what exactly is happening, and I don't think anybody is. What is the last update? Is like three days ago, right? Yeah, and they're still saying the Mets. And one of the issues that the Blue Jays are having is the uncertainty of what's going to happen with their home field this next year. Um, right. It, I mean, I I don't blame them. You know, are you going to be living in Buffalo? Are you going to be living in Toronto? Are you going to be living in a van down by the river? I don't know what's going to be happening. Who's to say? <laughs> so. So they're having a hard time signing guys, and that might be Springer's hang-up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, he is getting an offer from the Mets, who are now very, like, I don't want to say very, very good, just because haven't stepped on the field yet. But on paper, they're looking real good. 
On paper, they're tantalizing. How about that? Tantalizing. There you go. Yeah. Why don't you tell us why, Brig? Why are they tantalizing on paper? No. Okay. <laughs> they try. <laughs> they... <laughs> because... <laughs> Because I can't help myself, Brad. No, they're right. They traded for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. Yeah. And uh, that is why, on paper, they have become very sizzling. Yeah, and, you know, you still got polar bear Pete Alonso over there at first base. You got his bat. Uh, You got a little bit more protection for him in the lineup. Um, Yeah. That that could be trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, they haven't stepped on the field yet, and they're the Mets. They have a tendency to met the bed, so we'll see what happens there. I don't know. Yeah, but um, they got a new head shed. They did. Yes. That, so a, who knows? Yeah, there could be a top-down, top-down culture change in that in that organization. I, we could end up one day reading the Mets way. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, I could see that happen. We could end up doing the Friar way. I don't know. You know, like we could. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot going on. There are big, Who big knows. changes, and this is one of them. So mm-hmm. the Brew Crew signed Josh Hader to a one-year deal. That's exciting for Josh Hader. <laughs> well, and I, this is the thing: is that I think, <laughs> I think, especially for him, with the year that he had this last year, um, and everything is a little bit weird with the 2020 season. I understand that, sure. but he was not sure. great. He was not very good no. in 2020. Um, and especially with a closer, when they have a season like that, you've got to be you, you got to proceed with caution. I feel like because closers, for some reason, they like they have a shelf life with one team, right? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of fall off that cliff. They go somewhere else, and they ha- and they go back up to kind of where they were. Like, um, who am I thinking of? Who was the guy who shot the arrow? Why can't I think of his name off the top of my head? Who shot the arrow? He's a closer. Yeah. yeah. Every time he would, yeah. After, his clo- after he would get a save, he uh, would shoot the arrow. I can't think of his it. name right now. I'll, I'll think either. of it. But anyways, he is. I feel like the perfect example of that because he's a dude who bounced around yeah. like ten times in eleven seasons because he would have a great year and then he'd be terrible. So they'd trade him, yeah. or cut him, or whatever. And then he'd go have a really good season with another team. That's driving me crazy. Why can't I? Why don't you filibuster for a minute, Brig, while I look up who that was? That's what <laughs> Listen, baseball family, I have some things <laughs> I've been really excited to get off my chest, and uh, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity. So, you know what they say about sunflower seeds? They uh, are salty and roasty and delicious. And, and, we love them. So get out there and find yourself a bag of Biggs <laughs> sea salt and black pepper sunflower seeds. Uh, the best source I have found for them is actually on Amazon. I don't have a discount code. I can't help you out there. I would love to, but you just help yourself. Biggs sea salt and black pepper sunflower seeds. Brad, back well to you. Done. Fernando Rodney. That's who it was. Okay. <laughs> you, you always knew him by the cocked hat. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he's, it was, that's it was right. Fernando the cocked Rodney. hat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he would be terrible with one team, move on, and then be really good with them for like a season and a half, and then move on. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, his average ERA is like 
almost four, right? Three point yeah, or four for like a lights out yeah. closer who's an all star several times. It's a really high act, right? But but no, I feel like this is Milwaukee proceeding with caution with their closer that they've seen. Or some is it? I think it is because I feel like they they saw a decline last year and they're like, you know what? Let's give him one one more year. Sure. And but, you know, we can pull him away out of the closer role if we need to. We can move on from him if we need to. We've got flexibility there. Yeah, okay, okay. I agree with you. In the case of Josh Hader, that's true. But, Brad, when we were looking at all of the different arbitration deals and all of this free agency garbage that's happened, almost every single deal is a one-year deal right now. Almost every single deal. A lot of them, yeah. It's true. Which we thought was shocking. <laughs> you know, it's it's just, here's what I'm saying. I've been thinking a lot about this for the last three minutes. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think what's happening here is that we're getting close. So we're coming off a 60-game season. 2020 was bonkers. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what to expect, even though we'll get into it in a minute, what we're being told about the 2021 season being a full-length 162 games, etc. But don't forget about the collective bargaining agreement. Guys, listen, it's it's happening at the end of the 2021 season, and there is some serious changes being proposed. There, Excuse me, there are serious changes being proposed, and I think I think all of this is is teams going... Well, let's not let's not get in too much trouble. We lost money, projected funds, yes, but we, you know, their their P and L charts are off from 2020. They don't know what to expect out of 21, and here they go. We might have a major financial shakeup in the whole league. Ooh, I'm excited. I, uh, yeah, yeah. This that's I think that's part of what's happening. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I could see that. So basically, what you're saying is it's a CYA for the teams, right? It's all, everybody's just like, they're like, let's tread water for a year and see what happens. Yeah. Well, and especially with another weird season, right? I mean, we'll get into exactly. that, like you said, in a little bit with, with some of the stuff they're doing this season because of the potential for a crazy season. So, yeah, no, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I feel like Hater in this specific situation, specific, I want to make sure that you hear that I didn't say Pacific, specific situation, <laughs> um, I think part of it is the fact that he's a, a closer on the client on decline, but also yeah. I think I think you're right that that's the reason why we're seeing so many one year deals is that teams are like, let's see where we're at financially in a year, and then maybe well, we'll go from there. And I just think that the trend is supporting their decision. He could have mm-hmm. got a two year deal in a different year. Yeah, we've seen that in pat in seasons past where those guys declining, they're like, well, let's give him a couple years and see what happens. But mm-hmm. this is this even this one feels a little bit abrupt, right? It's like, nope, you get one chance, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's I don't disagree with you. I just think that the trend is supporting the decision. Okay. Yep. Anyway, I'm gonna jump down off my soapbox here. <laughs> it's just fine. It's to fine. my next one. <laughs> <laughs> it is Dee Dee Gregorius. So <laughs> it is. It is Dee and yeah. I just feel like we should be a little bit reverent when we talk about Didi, right? Like, am I the only fine. one who loves who loves Didi that much? I think everybody does. Let's be honest. If you don't, I don't get it. Can we even be friends? Probably <sighs> not. Probably not. So Didi Gregorius, we're hoping that he gets picked up somewhere, goes back to Philly, right? Like that's what it's looking like is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like he's going to go back to Philly. 
Yeah, but why are teams so hesitant to pick him up? I mean, there's lots of infield shifting going on. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I do think that some of it might be uh, COVID-related because he does have a long, like, uh, chronic kidney issue. So he played with a mask on all season. And so Mm -hmm. I wonder if teams are a little bit skeptical about having somebody with a chronic health issue during Mm -hmm. a pandemic. You know, we don't want to pay. For, we yeah. don't want to pay a guy who is going to be out because of health reasons. If that, if, if this happens, you know, I'm not yeah. saying that's it. I'm saying that's a possibility. Mm. As somebody who yeah. has worked in healthcare, that's something that would be at the front of my mind. Well, so. it's a liability financially, and it's a liability for health reasons. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be on the hook if this guy contracts some sort of, you know, virus and then ends up on his deathbed because he played baseball. Right. Well, and not, not only that, but that's, that's a hole in your roster. I mean, if you're like, if you're strictly thinking of X's and O's, I mean, that's a hole in your roster. Mm. That's, that's an, that's, right. that's a big, big gaping hole. If you're missing out on you, yeah. Gregorius, if you were counting on having him all season and then all of a sudden he's gone for 150 games. Oof. You know, Ooh, that would be ugly. It really would but, be. Could it be any uglier than this Philadelphia team has been this last season? Anyway, though, and I don't know. I, I mean, mean, that might be why they're willing to bring him back. They're just like, you know what? What else could go wrong? Because he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. need the clubhouse support so bad. <laughs> Man, I always yeah. think of when I think of uh, when I think of this Philadelphia team. I think of. Um, the angels in the outfield, right? When Danny Glover's <laughs> character comes in and the what's his name? The catcher's got like eight hot dogs in his hands and they're all smoking and joking and, and Danny Glover comes in and he tips over the buffet table and he starts screaming and throwing everything. Like that's how I imagine Philadelphia right now. I don't <laughs> that's just what that's just what it feels like. I would think so because that team has been a major disappointment. Um Yeah. You know, I said when they signed the Bryce Harper deal, I said I give them four years before they move on from that deal if they have not won a World Series. Mm-hmm. And we are what twenty twenty two away from that happening. Is that right? Yeah, twenty twenty. So two more seasons. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah, two more seasons. I I think they're going to yeah. move on from him if uh, if they don't win a World Series in that time, and I don't see it happening. To be honest, I don't see it happening. So, no, yeah, I don't major. even with. Uh, yeah, even with Joe Girardi at the helm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Nope. 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 Last last question on this free agent frenzy. Um, we're gonna jump back over to the West Coast for you, just for you, Brad. Oh, thank what you. is the deal? That. What's the deal with Justin Turner, man? Um, I have three words for you about Justin Turner, and those three words okay. are I don't know. Um I don't know if anybody knows. I don't know if anybody knows what's going on with Justin Turner, because you would so have precise. Thought, you would have you would have thought that he that he would have been one of those guys who's on the front burner of everybody's priority list, been like, hey, this guy, he yeah. he is a a perennial leader in a postseason clubhouse. You know that yes. there would have been teams coming after him and that actively actively pursuing him and giving him high dollar offers because the last four years in, in LA with him. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he's been incredible. He's been so good. 
just and the most consistent. That's the thing. It's yes, especially in the postseason. It's just so instead, consistent. Yeah, crickets, absolute crickets. Yeah, it's insane to me. I don't understand it. Do but you maybe think that's why I don't work in a front office? I don't know. <laughs> well, let's call Jonah Hill and see what he says. Do you think? <laughs> do, you, do you think that uh, any of it has anything to do with that? COVID-related debacle at the end of last season? Uh, no, I don't think it does. Because if anything, that showed that he, uh, I mean, in, in a weird way, is a good clubhouse guy, you know? Yeah. That, that he's out there with his teammates rather than, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with that, though. But, I mean, the Dodgers, because the latest thing I saw on the Dodgers was, like, yesterday, and it said that they're, they were planning on bringing in Marcus Simeon if Justin Turner moves on a free agency, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Is, yeah. If he moves on a free agency, I don't know who's making him offers. I don't even know if the Dodgers have made him an offer yet. We can't like, find anything. There is nothing. There is no information, and it's insane that somebody that it's big insane. of a name that either nobody wants him or everybody wants him, and they're just all quiet about it. I don't know. Right, and if nobody wants him, it it makes no sense. There must be some enormous piece of information that the public is not aware of. Yeah, yeah, that somehow and it, it would have out. to be, it would have to be huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Because agree. even teams, even teams like, uh, Chicago and New York and some of these others, they give guys chances for lots of like legal things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like, okay, well. You know, you're on a short leash, but you can still play ball here if you, you know, X, Y, Z, abide by these rules, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And I don't mean to imply that there is a legal issue. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm just trying to figure out with the data that we have, which is none, like what could possibly be the problem? (laughs) (laughs) So weird. I don't know. I don't know. We'll think on that, and when we get back after our break, we're going to talk about spring training and the MLB season. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me root. Root, root for the home If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball shirts at 9plusss.com. Welcome back from that short break, baseball family. So we have for you some pretty good news, I would say. Um, at least news headed in the right direction. <laughs> there you Something go. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> we have some pretty good news. Sorry. <laughs> well, oh man. how about this? I'm excited the spring training starting in a month. Me too. Um, that's encouraging. It's going to start on time. It, it will be good. Um, the only problem is that... Um, so fans can go to the games. That's what they're saying right now. Fans will be able to attend the games, but you cannot attend workouts, which is like the bonus that you get by going to spring training. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, I've done it. I did it last year. Um, I need, 
need to get some video up on that on YouTube because that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you get to go, you walk around and you, you stop the players as they're going from field to field, whatever. Wilson got a bunch of autographs, but uh, there won't be any of that this year. It's just strictly a game day experience, but it's going to be like a lunchtime game day experience because they play in the afternoon every day. Yep. Um, so we've got that. Um, MLB says there are no plans to take temperatures or get proof of vaccine or on-site testing. Uh, so they're not going to make a sweeping indoor, like a sweeping declaration that that's going to be a thing that has to happen. They're leaving it up to the teams. And to be honest with you, something that I've learned in the last year is that most of these facilities are actually owned by the city. Um, so the city could probably could quite possibly step in and make that declaration. Yeah, of course. You know, saying that like we're requiring we're requiring on-site testing for anybody who comes in. Yeah, uh, that might not be up to the teams. That could very well be up to the city. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Brig, mm. um, would you would you make it a point to go to a spring training game if that was the situation? Yep. <laughs> in fact, too. I mean, <laughs> in fact, I have friends in Sarasota Springs, uh, Florida, and they've been. Just really chomping to get me down there, and I'm thinking, like, this is good. I might as well do that, you know? <laughs> like, that's yeah. a perfect time to do it, and let's it, do it. Yeah, like, it what is. do I, you know? And I don't want to be, like, flippant or irresponsible about the situation or anything, but, I mean, we, we, life must go on. So, if they can do mm-hmm. it safely, and if I feel like the, the implications are acceptable, right, that the risks are acceptable, then, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind going. I've never been to spring oh, training. See, it's on my, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, and see for me, like, this is kind of the funny thing. So, I'm actually probably better off going to a game with a mask on because I have a peanut allergy. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I go to games all the time. It's like people always ask me, so you have a peanut allergy? How do you do baseball games? Like, I don't know. It's outdoors. I just try to sit on the end. I'm good. You know, yeah. and I was like, I was actually thinking about the other day. I was like, if I have to wear a, wear a mask to a baseball game, that might actually be the way to go. Like, <laughs> probably should have been doing it the whole time. Yeah, never thought about it that way. So, yeah, it's awesome. I literally had that thought like last week was all. Like I, I am in my mid thirties, and I just now had that thought after all these years of going to baseball games. Oh. <laughs> so good. So. So I'll be going <laughs> and wearing a mask and probably be safer than I was before. So, so that's neat. That that's is neat. Neat. <laughs> well, this anyway, the season is going to start April first, though, right? That's they're still setting it mm-hmm. as April first. Yes, that's yeah. the plan. Is it's been the plan this whole time was to start on time on April first. Yep, and it's yep. going to be a one sixty-two game season. That's what they're telling us. One hundred sixty-two games. And but Brad, the what's interesting about this coming season is what will and will not be the same from last season. The carryovers in the rules and in the playoff structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of understand this because it is 162 games. They're not trying to get that sprint in with 60 games, but at the same time, they have about like relatively speaking, they have about the same amount of time to get those 162 games in, right? Like the same size window so yeah one of the things they're doing is seven inning double headers yeah and an extra base runner on base in extra innings um because they don't want you know 25 inning games and they yeah. don't want double headers to go forever yeah which i understand because if 
I mean, the, the situation is actually quite frankly worse right now it than is what worse. it was last year. Yes. So for them to try to get this season in is it could very well be more of a trick than it was to get those 60 games in. And we saw the, some of the challenges the teams faced, you know, specifically the Marlins and the Cardinals with outbreaks. And there could be more spread out across this 162 game season. So it, I don't know, it's going to be tough, but I think they can probably do it. Yeah, I think they can do it. And I, like I said last time, I think that they, well, not last time, but the last time we talked about this, I think that uh-huh. they, they've probably saw, you know, best case and worst case scenarios in a lot of situations. They saw what the KBO did. They saw what NFL and NBA have done. There's a lot of lessons learned at this point. So I think that it's, it's totally feasible that they can pull this off, mm-hmm. but yeah. <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I was going to move on that. They've that one of the things that they've decided is that they will not be instating the universal DH in this season, which I love. Yeah, that's right yeah it's true um and actually when every time i see that i think of you because of your disdain for the dh <laughs> but i also think about guys like marcel azuna and nelson cruz who have not signed with teams yet because they were trying to find out what was going on with that with that rule i mean yep. the braves aren't going to bring osuna back because uh i mean there's really no spot for him so he's got to go to the american league where though he's got to go to the american league so i don't know that's the problem yeah, I, I mean, you've got your DHs all over the league, but I mean, maybe he'll be willing to play right field for somebody. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. I mean, a guy who's that—I don't want to say he's like a major minus in the outfield like Nelson Cruz is, no. but a guy who is a plus plus at the plate and a minus in the outfield—that's tough. Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So obviously, there's a lot of things that can change between now and April first before these rules are firmed up and and we make any decisions formally we i say we i it's not my decision but the (laughs) (laughs) the thing that we do know is that they're projecting a uh they're hoping to get a 14 team spread in the playoffs now traditionally we have 10 teams last year we had 16 um i think that both the owners and the players agree that that 10 you know we could do we could do more but 16 was a lot so everything i'm seeing yeah everything i'm seeing is that 14 might be a sweet spot and they might actually try it just to see you know and then we'll have three sets of data to compare on what uh you know a prime playoff position or a playoff spread looks like the only failing to that logic is what are you going to do with the two new franchise teams (laughs) <laughs> just don't, I just don't think they took that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is the way that works, Brig. So you get, yes, Brad, explain it to me. <laughs> so what you've got to do is you've got to divide the, each league into four divisions. You can't have three divisions anymore. You got to have four. Yes. Um, you got to have four four team divisions in each league. That's sixteen and sixteen. Mm-hmm. And then you've got you could still do fourteen teams in the playoffs because then you do yeah all four division winners. And then, then, then the next top three hmm. records down below that, right? Yeah, you could do it that way. And you don't even have to go with the you don't even have to go with the second place finisher. It could just be the next three. Like you could get mm-hmm. fourteen, three or four teams from the NL East. That's how it ends up going. But, but that, I mean that that is how that would work. Why would you not do it that way and let the best teams play the best teams? 
That's the way it should be. Also, go back to that. That would be an old school pennant race situation, but it would also free up opportunities for the best team to play the best teams. The other thing that you would end up with is, I hope, dramatically reduced interleague play. Yes. Like, you'd have to in order to squeeze that many games in, but also, like, just stop it. <laughs> well, and the thing that I. Th- the thing that is kind of funny about interleague play is that baseball is the only major sport in North, like only major North American sport that where the leagues don't like typically play each other. Right. The interleague is a strange concept. Yeah. So that's, that's the one reason I don't have a problem with interleague, but the reason I do have a problem with interleague is because the rules are different. You know, like, the oh. NFL, the AFC, and the NFC, they don't have different rules. It is the exact same ball, the exact same field. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like you have – it's not like in the AFC, your quarterback has to go play safety for a down every series. Mm-hmm. You know? You can tell we've talked Instead, about this. We have talked about <laughs> this. Yeah. And, you know, and, and especially in the NBA, the East and West, the only thing that's different is a talent disparity yeah. between the two. You know there are no rule differences in the Major League Baseball, though it's so, it is so strange that and it, and it will always be strange to me as long as it exists. You've got the American League has the DH, the National League has the pitchers who hit, and it just like right. I don't know. I struggle. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just get rid of the DH and everything will go back to hunky dory. Give two new teams, old school pennant races, abolish the DH, be baseball players, and everybody's happy. So if you get rid of the DH, do you get rid? Do you just have regular interleague play and just and not make it so that it's a novelty, but instead make it a regular part of the schedule, or do you just eliminate interleague play altogether? No, I want it to only be a novelty if it's going to be, and I think that that's for broadcast reasons and marketability and you know unifying baseball fans across the country and all that's great. But I want I want to see the World Series be really everything it it used to be before interleague play right where these teams never seen each other ever yeah i love that yeah yeah and i i did used to like that because growing up you know you could have your american league team and your national league team like i've always been a mariners fan but because we had tbs we could watch the braves i was a braves fan just like every other kid in america everybody yeah who didn't have a national league team you know so my dream matchup in the world series was the mariners and the braves right you know, and I never, I, obviously, I never got it. But then when interleague play came on, came along, I was kind of like, oh, it's actually not that exciting right now. It, it see, <laughs> and it's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, it took all the magic away from those opportunities, and e- the excitement of hoping for your teams to play each other was better than whatever they thought the result would have been by having them actually play a four game series or whatever three game series. Yeah. So I think that yep. if you bring back the pennant races and if you keep them, you keep most of the interleague interleague play out, then you end up with more magic and more fun and whatever. It's subtle and it's a slow burn, and that's the way baseball is, you know. So keep it the way it is. But yeah. I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. I know I am, and that's cool. Thanks, and that's Brad. Cool. I'm a little <laughs> bit more liberal when it comes to baseball stuff, but yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, you are. That's what makes it work. You anyway. got it. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.